Hello, dealership fix-it folks. Hey, this is episode 33, and uh, today I've got a special guest on, um, a guy that knows about how to uh, help you as dealers um, sell a product that will really help your uh, customers. It'll help you as a dealer, obviously, getting this product sold to them, uh, but it'll help your customers because you'll be able to find um, their units if they're stolen. So maybe you know who this is and maybe you don't, maybe you're not familiar with this world and maybe you are, but, um, I've got Tony Terrell from alert GPS on, and we're going to chat about that in, uh, in the business. And, um, Tony, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks Brian. Welcome. Well, man, I'm glad you jumped on with me. Um, you know, I don't know anything about your world, so that's the sort of conversations I like, you know. I don't, I don't yes. figure, figure myself an expert, but I love to get on with a guy that uh, that knows something else real well that I don't know, and then I can kind of play the the dealers that, that uh, we're putting this out to, so. What's, yeah, it's always, it's always good to get, get smarter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's sometimes it's out of our comfort zone, right? We all kind of love to live in that little zone where we know all the things we know and, and it feels comfortable. But uh, through this podcast, at least, I definitely, you know, I get to talk to guys like you and, and you know certain things in another little segment of this realm that we call our home, the power sports sort of uh, side of it. And you got a lot of knowledge that I don't have, so I'd love to get you to pour some of it out for the rest of us. Sounds good. So... Alert GPS, how you know that's your baby, and uh, how long you've been doing that, and what sort of products you have for dealers, and give me kind of an um, overview. Yeah, we've been doing GPS tracking for over ten years now, um, and just kind of developing as technology changes. I mean, you know, technology changes every six months, you know, to a year, and it's like trying to keep you know up to date with the newest technology. Um, so it's, it's changed and evolved over the years. Um, right now, we've got we've got two different units. We've got our hardwire, um, which is our bread and butter. That's our, our power sport unit, um, that we put on dealerships, put on anything. I mean, anything with a 12 volt power supply. So your ATVs, their bikes, you know, if it has a battery. And then, uh, we just rolled out what we're calling little brother, um, earlier this week. That's more of a dealership lot management, you know, low jack type deal. It's uh, it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes. And it's got a magnet built into it, and it's just battery power. It's got its own battery in it. The battery will run for five years. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, just you can go up and magnet, stick it on stuff. I've just had a lot of dealers, um, dealerships of mine calling that, you know, get broken into. Someone backs a truck through their front door and starts loading stuff up and takes off. And, you know, dealerships are always looking for a way to protect their inventory or just to keep track of it. they got multiple locations and want to, you know, see what comes and goes. This is an easy way, you know, just to slap it on their magnet because most of the bikes on the showroom floor don't have a battery in them. Plus, they don't want to pay their guy to, you know, hardwire GPS on there. But this gives them a chance to stick it on there and then keep track of their inventory assets, stuff like that. But then it gives them an upsell to the customer. Um, they can upsell it to the customer, make some money off of it, or they can just pull it off and stick it on the next unit. So this, I guess, the initial products you had, those were products that a dealership would typically sell through F and I. Right, it would be a an add-on as an sort of an insurance policy, so to speak. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, we we found over the ten years. I mean, it's, 
F and I is where it's at. Um, you know, they, they added the back end product, um, you know, as a theft recovery, you know, and then they pair it with a theft contract or with something, you know, with another contract and, you know, with the three years of airtime that comes built in, you know, we can easily bump that to five if the dealership wants to, you know, or wherever they want, and then they can pair it with an in-house service contract or something else and pitch it to the customer. So, and then the, you said the little brothers, the name of the new sort of, uh, non, uh, needing, um, its own sort of, po- it has its own power source, right? It's battery, uh, long-term right. battery operated deal. And that, um, you, you launched as the idea was, you know, those sort of things for a dealer to uh, use, you said lot management, those sort of pieces of it. But that, is that something they could, a dealer then could sell over the counter to a, a consumer who wants it to a regular customer? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's something they could sell. And it's, you know, we, we tried to make that one as, as simple as possible, you know, for the consumer, cause you, you would be amazed even in 2019, how many people either a don't have a smartphone or b have one, but don't know how to use it. And so it's like, uh, my support team comes to me at least once a week with a funny story that, you know, a dealership sold a customer a GPS and he does, he has a flip phone. So like when they're trying to get him to download the app, he's like, what? Uh, so we figured with the little brother, the, the consumer doesn't have access to it. So the dealer sets them up, they give them our little postcard, they go home, they scan the QR code or they go to the website and they plug in all their information and then it registers that device to their info. And then if bike's ever stolen, they call, they call the police report it's stolen. They call the 1-800 number and they give us the police report number and police report information and then our, our team contacts the police and, you know, then gives them access to it where they're able to track the bike and go get it. And so, the, you know, the customer's just, it's just one of those bought it. Don't worry about it, you know, put it aside. And then they can, you know, when they need it, it's there. That's, um, I mean, that's really cool. Obviously you've been doing this for a long time, but to a guy who doesn't ever think about this or doesn't, you know, I'm not been working in anything to do with that. I mean, why, you probably have a lot of dealers selling this product. I don't know if there's other competitors that do this exact same sort of realm of, of things, but uh, probably for you guys, this is probably a bit of a no brainer sort of upgrade, at least through the F and I channel. I don't know about the, the little brothers newer, uh, but. Yeah, the, the power, our, our standard unit. I mean, when, if you get me or one of my guys, one of my sales guys, you know, in there talking to the customer, and you're talking to the dealer, you know, yeah, they're like, it's a no brainer, but trying to get the dealer to know, you know, the, and the rollover in F and I like trying to get them where they can pitch it to the customer in the way that, you know, we would as knowledgeable with the technology. Um, you know, it turns into a little bit of a hurdle for some of these guys, but you know, we're, we're working with them to you know make sure we keep them trained. Cause it's, you know, some of these guys are like, Oh, well this unit's just, you know, staying at my ranch. Like I, I'm not worried about it getting stolen. Okay. But, you know, do you have teenage kids? Yeah, I have teenage kids. They're going to be driving the Ranger too. Okay, well, you know, from your phone, you can see how fast they're going, you know, where they're at. If they don't come back in time, oh, really? You know, so then there's there's other things that, you know, it can be used for rather than just, you know, theft recovery um, and being able to point that out to the customer and, you know, fill the need the customer has. You know, that's, that's one of the big things we've been working with the dealers on. That, I guess that's what I would initially think of is exactly what, what you're saying is more just keeping tabs or, 
you know, the, the same way that a parent who gives their, you know, like you give your teenager an iPhone or something like that. And you're like, look, I don't need to track you, but when you're not around and you don't respond to my texts, guess what? Right. <laughs> I'm going right. to, I'm going to find my phone that's your phone, you know, I'm going to find that phone and, and I'm going to see where you're at. And if I need to worry, you know, that sort of deal. That's well, we've been, we've been seeing in, in a lot of the bigger metros too, um, that the sport bike kids, you know, these kids coming in, you know, 18 to 26, 28 that are buying, you know, a sport bike, their insurance is more, you know, double sometimes what their monthly payment is on the bike. Um, and we found in some of the bigger metros, the dealership just putting GPS tracking on it and them telling the uh, insurance company they have GPS lowers their insurance rate a, a whole a whole bunch where, it, you know, then it makes it affordable for them. Yeah, I guess that was, I mean, I remember, you know, not that I've paid that close attention to insurance in, in, the, in the recent years, but, um, you know, you definitely, I remember the old, like, you know, does this vehicle have an alarm? You know, the, you know, it is supposed to, in theory, obviously get you a, a decrease, but GPS tracking and the obvious, you know, ability to recover that thing uh, being that next level, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I, I just, we just got a new car for my wife in USAA. You know, they, everyone has the box where you can just check it. Does it have a anti-theft tracking device? You know, you just check the box. But um, I check the box and it gives me like a 42% discount per vehicle for having GPS on it. But then USA goes a step further and it's like if you upload um, a screenshot or a picture of a locate, like, it, you know, the actual tracking software in your vehicle at your house, you know, then they bumped it to like 102 a vehicle. So I was like, well, that's a big discount. Huh. And I would think probably even, even more important on power sports units because, uh, how much easier those things can be stowed away somewhere, you know, like in a garage. And, you know, I think that's the kind yeah. of issue with those being high theft items. People can put it in the back of another vehicle inside of a trailer and never show the thing, hide it away a lot easier than maybe a car can be recovered. Yeah. And that's what, that's where we got started in the beginning. And it wasn't until, um, about five years ago, we started going five or six years ago, going dealers, you know, just focusing solely on dealers. We were just in the finance world you know, dealing with buy here, pay here or with, you know, finance, subprime financing and leasing, you know, to provide them GPS tracking that, you know, they, they stip or require as a deal to put on there so that, you know, they're able to get their bikes back. And I'm looking at your site, you know, obviously uh, there's some mention in here of, um, of PWCs, which obviously I wouldn't have thought about, but there you go. I mean, I guess it's power sports, right? It's any of that same, uh, any of those same yeah. sort of units. The, the Even same. RV. I mean, we do RVs, trailers, what about, um, you know, I th it's funny cause I was, I had on, I don't know if he was maybe two episodes ago, but I had Austin from a uh, twisted road on and he's got the, you know, the motorcycle ride sharing service. Would one of your products be something that a consumer could track or is it more just a dealership tracking no. to be able to look anytime? Cause it, those guys, you know, you're talking consumer to consumer in theory and they would, you know, give somebody their motorcycle. That's their pride and joy or one of, and then they could, would that be something that worked for that? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. I mean, we, the consumer level that, you know, we, uh, that would be perfect for them. I know the, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name is that started that one motorcycle sharing deal out of San, San Francisco. And, um, me and him had talked a little bit, um, about him offering it to all of his customers. And we do the same thing with RV share, um, RV share.com. They, you know, they, they push it out to all of their people that rent out their RVs you know, in the RV share type deal, it'd be perfect. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, it's funny how some of these things, I guess, just kind of 
merging together, but I just, I'm envisioning, you know, for, you know, the dealership folks that are listening, you know, you got people that, you know, they might be ownership level. They might be F and I where this, obviously, whether they know this or they want to get a little more insights on, you know, what they don't already know or learn a little bit more before they ring you up and, and tell you that they want to get you in there and do their product or whatever. But I'm picturing also that you, know, you could have, uh, you know, parts folks or whoever, you know, whatever that looks like to sell the item through the dealership just without a, a major unit, you know, being in play for the person just to yeah. use for their own uses or, you know, they're going to ride share the thing or like you're saying, they've got, you know, I've got three of these and my kid's going to go cruise off into the woods on one of them, you know, and be able to, to kind of check in if I get nervous where the heck they are not back for dinner, where are they at, you know? Right. Yeah. From the dealership standpoint, you know, we, we were thinking little brother kind of more for the parts guys. The, the problem we've been having is it goes into F and I, F and I selling it. It's just a two wire install. It's just power and ground. So it's a simple install, but you get F and I makes a ton of money off of it. Um, so I mean, these guys are making, you know, 300% or more, um, off the GPS in there. And so when you start talking those numbers, you don't try to get somebody to spend $900, thousand dollars at the parts counter. They're not going to do it. And, um, so then that's where we kind of figured little brother, you could put that in here, you know, no installation, just, you know, slap it on and roll with it. And then did you say, cause you were talking about the, the guy, the old, uh, flip phone guy or whatever sort of example, but the little brother, is it trackable real time, live time, all that sort of stuff? Or is it more just for reporting to agencies to find it? If it's now, if it, the dealership wise, when, when we set up a dealer account and they, they have, you know, say they bought a hundred of them to put on their, uh-huh. they can log in and they can see the device at five years battery life. That's with it up locating once a day. So it'll locate once a day and you can say, send me a report daily, weekly, monthly, and it'll send you a report of the locates. You can bump the locates up and say, I want to be look, you know, two, three, you know, four times a day. But again, that's going to bring your battery sure. life down. Um, but then there is recovery mode. So if the dealership, you know, has one and it gets stolen, click recovery mode, it's going to start updating every five to 10 minutes. Um, so they can see where all it's going and be able to get it back quicker. And then they can turn that off, put it back. And we, that's what we do for the consumer, but the dealers can, can go in and they can change the settings and they can, you know, up the locates, but the consumer has no access to anything. They just, you know, they just register the unit. And then if it gets stolen, they call and report it and then we work with the police to get it back okay i mean that's i mean ultimately we're talking to a dealership audience that's probably beneficial to them they've 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 got the sort of the full offering you know you're really your product is geared toward them more more so than consumers it it feels like at least and that's obviously gives them an advantage in that way where you know you know we they're not just boxed out you know by having you know um sort of you know less capabilities or even or whatever yeah. And there's some, and we've just found from, from gathering, you know, talking to people and, you know, setting up questionnaires and doing stuff that a lot, a lot of people, they, they have so many things that they're trying to monitor now, you know, their ring doorbells, their, you know, home internet, all this stuff, you know, and it's like, that's one more thing. I have to go in and set up alerts after, you know, so they'd rather not. Um, and so then the little brother would be perfect for them. You know, they don't have to set anything up. They just register it once and, you know, then they got the peace of mind that it's there. And then, but then you get the techie guy that, you know, he has the phone and he wants to be able to change updates and set theft fence and geo fencing and do all that. And, you know, you put him in a hardwire unit. Okay. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, do you get, is there a sort of certain common questions that, um, dealers either, uh, ask you that, uh, you, 
commonly have to tell them or is there um, sort of common confusion about the way something works? I mean, that the sort of thing I'd like to touch on too, if, if there's any of that sort of uh, more normal questions that you get a lot about. You know, um, with the finance guys, you know, the, the F and I guys, it's always, you know, kind of what's, what's the average high price? Like what, you know, uh, we always tell, we, we don't set an MSRP. It's not allowed to be sold online. We don't advertise online anywhere. You know, there's, there's no online presence. So you pretty much just kind of sell it for whatever you want because we know in the F and I offices, you know, they might have, you know, $600 available on a the deal. They might have $1,500, you know, so there's a scale there. So we just leave it up to them. It's, it's non-cancelable. So they don't have to worry about any chargebacks from a management level. You know, they, they, they ask, you know, what are they responsible for? They have a dealer login to our dealer site. They log in when they sell one, they pick the serial number they installed, they get transfer, they enter the customer's name and email, hit submit, and they're done. And then all, our team takes over from there. They get a customer gets an email. He creates his username and password. We call them, set up their account and their alerts, and they're done. So the, the dealership really doesn't have, you know, anything to do other than that little transfer and uh, that they do. And then we can, you know, I mean, we're, again, we're completely customizable for the dealership. So if they want to, you know, if they want it with one year, they want it with three years, they want it with five years of airtime, we can do that. You know, we can do, you know, co-branded marketing where, you know, the, all the hang tags, the tank clings, the, all the stuff has their dealership info on it. We can do, you know, embedded logins. So if the dealership wants to put the tracking username the login box on their on their website to drive you know the traffic back to their website they can we also provide them with a maintenance alert so when they do that transfer to the consumer and they that box pops up and it has name and email there's an optional box for mileage and then email and they can put 5,000 or 3,000 miles and then their service manager's email and then every time that customer's bike gets 3,000 or 5,000 miles it's sent in service and email you know they proactively reach out to the customer you know, and start trying to get them back in for that service. They don't lose that money in the service department. That's smart. Let me think here. I'm looking through the rest on kind of on your site. The site's a really good looking site, by the way. I don't know if that's a newer build for you. I feel like I've been on your site before a long time ago, but I, it looks really good, really clean. Yeah. We just updated it not too long ago um, to try to add some more of the, um, you know, the, documents and stuff that people you know need quite a bit you know to add them on there so that you know they're not calling and dealers the same way all of our marketing stuff is on there too so if they need to download you know any of the marketing materials they can download all of that stuff there yeah this is um i mean you know in the in the techie stuff like like this and you know with you know i don't know you name the you know bluetooth sort of communication systems and all these different pieces is to me it feels like it's the biggest shift that happens and it's happening in motorcycles or automobiles it kind of you know i don't know if you know you've been in it for 10 years so but it's funny to me because when i you know like oh the new car you know like i'm not that into cars but when you see new cars come through at a car show it feels to me like oh there's a lot going on it might be revised and but the, what people seem to to uh, kind of migrate to and ask questions about is, you know, how does it play? Does it play with, uh, is it a I, whatever iTunes cable? What's, what's the right word? The um, Apple oh, CarPlay yeah, and these sort of things, yeah, you know, Apple like, like all these sort of integrations and, um, you know, it feels like you, you guys have been sort of primed to be a part of the, the sort of expectation on, you know, where's my thing? Is it operating? What's, how's it communicating with me? 
Yeah. And that's, you know, with the, the technology in, in, in keeping the customer, you know, up to speed with what's going on, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, the stuff that goes on with cellular and the, you know, 4G, 3G and, you know, different stuff like that. And so it was like a couple of years ago, the FCC decided they were shutting down the 2G network, you know, no more 2G. And so that's what GPS ran on for a year, for a lot of years. And so there was like, everybody was scrambling to go to 3G. Um, we had a 3G already made, but we just started going direct to 4G LTE. But then it's like 4G LTE. We were, we have a huge partnership with Verizon. Um, and about 18 months ago, Verizon shut down their CDMA network. So they're no longer CDMA. And the reason they did that is they couldn't go 5G and faster on a CDMA. So they had to go 4G LTE. So that caused a big hurdle, you know, trying to get over that. And there's still a lot of companies out there that are still GPS wise that are still on, you know, the 3G network, which right now, if you're on a 3G CDMA network, you're only running on Sprint, which mm. is, you know, it's not the greatest. Um, so, you know, trying to let customers know that, you know, the, the differences in the technology, you know, with the 4G LTE, having the speed and the coverage, because like it, it was a big difference. So for our 3G devices, when the bike was in, was in motion, it would only update every 15 minutes because it pulled so much power that if we, we did it any faster than that, it would, it would drain batteries. <laughs> the and lights so are dimming then, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was like, but then when we got 4G LTE, it wasn't just that it was a faster signal, like the processors and everything that it, it pulled half the power of, uh, of our 3G in it. And so then we were able to update it where the device updates every two minutes uh, while it's in motion you know, and they can, they can see more of an accurate breadcrumb trail. As you see, if you, like, if you click on the consumers tab, you know, you see all the, the red, um, arrows, like that's, you know, customer out riding around in this property and you can see all the little outlines. Oh yeah. I'm looking at it. That's interesting. And that's what with, and then again, with little brother being is that it's newer, we actually went LTE cat one M. So with cat one M we're able to run off of Wi-Fi. So even if it's in, if you're in, you got a bunch of units in a warehouse, you know, they're still updating locations pretty accurate. I mean, with Cat 1M with the, with the Wi-Fi, you know, I'm still within three feet accuracy, even inside of a building. But where that also helps out is like in downtown, like in cities, big cities and stuff where you get a whole bunch of buildings, you know, without that, without Cat 1M where it's just running off cellular, you get cellular bounce. And so it might be two blocks off where it's really at with the cat one M you're able to back up to Wi-Fi, and then, mm. you know, you're, we're still getting pinpoint accuracy, even in downtown or buildings or parking garage or stuff like that. So, you know, you guys aren't on 6G though. Why aren't you on 6G yet? <laughs> the government hasn't released that to us. They have, uh, my, my uncle is a, is pretty have a Lockheed Martin and he was always telling me technology wise. He always told me this is like, Tony, whenever you think you get, if you get you know, the, general public gets something new and cool and they think it's so cool. The only reason they got that is the government got something better. <laughs> so he's like, you, you're getting 5G now because they got something better. You know? yeah. so I'm like, <laughs> They're on 8G. Well, it's, yeah. I think about things like, you know, I mean, you know, I, I can jump in and listen to, I mean, I don't know, podcasts or, you know, you find all kinds of podcasts everywhere you go. If you're into them, if you're into, you know, kind of whatever that they're about or, or that sort of platform for listening. But I think about like that, you know, I could record with somebody like you today and we're chatting it up and, you know, we get listens and it happens and 
10 years from now, somebody jumps in and they say, oh man, remember when people used to listen to podcasts? Maybe they're not a thing anymore, right? But they listen and they're, <laughs> they're hearing us talk about, and you're talking about 3G and 4G, and they're going to go to 5G and they chuckle because they're like, oh my God, to them, it sounds like, you know, I'm talking about modems or something probably in 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, and even, but even now today, I mean, you, you talk to certain people that about the technology and going on and I always tell people with the, with the tracking stuff on the consumer side, we, we dumb it down for the consumer. Cause I mean, if they, if they knew what all it could do and, and the potential, like it, it blows their minds. Like, you know, I can set, I've got customers where we set alerts, you know, fleet customers and they want to know if their, their vehicle sits idle, you know, for two minutes or six minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting alerts, you know, if it's sitting idle or if it's, you know, if the booms up or down or, you know, all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I guess I think it's, it's, it's funny, but yeah, the, the sort of, I think we're all becoming more accustomed to that sort of the shock factor reducing on sort of what technology is doing to us, with us, about us, however you kind of look at it, you know, these days. It... Yeah. Um, okay. We'll, uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, I want to kind of catch up on, um, you know, you've been in and out of dealerships for a lot of years and uh, maybe get some insights from you on what uh, you've seen and what you see currently, you know, when you are in dealerships and maybe some insights on uh, whether it's with your product or just in general, the sort of things you uh, maybe have for uh, for dealers to, to look at, uh, making some changes and, and making themselves a, a better version of it, uh, making more happen. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Thank right. you. Okay. Hey, we're back. Hey, uh, so again, this is episode 33 of the Dealership Fix-It podcast, and I've got, as you knew from moments ago, Tony Terrell's on with me from um, Alert GPS. Um, we talked a little bit off-air. I love to do that. I love to say, hey, we talked off-air, like we're on a radio show or something like that, and, <laughs> and, uh, and say, we talked about some stuff, and now we're going to share it with the audience. But um, as we jumped off, and, and I made myself a little commercial break there, um, uh, Tony and I were talking about a couple things, and, and I was like, you know, I don't know if I've kind of spelled it out well enough if a <clears throat> if a dealer uh, says, yeah, I, I'm interested in this. And I mean, how do, how do I get it? Do I just, you know, call them directly or is this available through other means? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Cause I, I guess I didn't probably call it out well enough on, on how does somebody get your stuff direct with you? Is it available from someone else? Yeah, no, they can, um, you know, they can always call us direct or if they're a, if they're an Aegis power sports dealer or Western service contract dealer, um, both of those guys carry, the product and they can, they can buy it directly from them or they can just contact us and, you know, the dealership wise and we can set the dealership up direct. Okay. So in, in, in other words, a dealer could potentially already be uh, having a relationship with a, a backend F and I uh, product company right. that already has your stuff and maybe the rep didn't get there talking to them about it or maybe they don't have a rep or whatever, but obviously they, they might be synced up, but They've got the ability to uh, to line up with you directly if they want the relationship at that level, uh, which you know would probably be nice for. I would have to think for uh, being less watered down in this particular subject, going directly with you guys if that's in the cards for them. Yeah, and I mean, even if they if they are a Western Service contract or a um, you know or a Aegis Power Sports dealer, and you know they you know they don't feel that they need you know, need other questions. They have, you know, different stuff that they can't get done. I mean, you know, they can call us and we'll, we'll work directly with Aegis or Western and, you know, make sure they get the, the information they need. I, my team does a lot of the training for them anyway, you know, is going into dealerships and helping out too. So, I mean, we're, we're just always here to help the dealers out. Okay. Good deal. And, um, 
you have, although I don't know your space that you, you operate in, but uh, there's competitors doing similar things to you. Is there something that you would, you know, say to a dealer who's like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, your competitor's product or there's plenty of competitors. I, you know, I haven't made a decision yet. Where, you know, where do you find you're uh, different from competitors that do similar? Um, you know, the, the biggest thing is, you know, the technology being is that, you know, we're 4G LTE on the hardwire and then the Cat 1M on our battery power unit. Nobody else has that technology. You know, there's there's another competitor out there. He's running 3G, um, which is only on the Sprint network. So they're they're having some issues with connectivity there. And um, there's a, and a few other companies coming in with a battery powered unit, but they're not, you know, they're not power sports focused. I mean, that's 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 all I've done my whole life. I mean, as a racer and rider since you know the age of six, and been in the industry my whole life. I mean, that's all I've ever done in and out of dealerships, you know, different manufacturing or wholesale deals. But it's it's always been in the industry and my whole team's that way too. So it's like when you call us and you're asking us about, you know, certain bikes, you know, we know bikes. So we're, we're able to tell you certain things where other companies can't. And then also the, the pricing standpoint, we're, we're lower priced, even with better technology than anybody else out there. Um, just due to our buying power and the fact that, you know, we, we assemble everything here in the United States, but our, we have a huge auto side, you know, it's a different, different division, which, you know, does thousands and thousands of devices a month, which gets us cheaper airtime and uh, brings our cost down. So we're able to, to give a better price to our power sport dealers. Well, that's, well, that's good. I mean, that's, I didn't know if you had all, I, it's funny cause I, you know, I'd ask a question like that and sometimes it's not quite as, as dramatic a difference where you're, 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 you're at least your, your pitch on, man, we're just better. We're better technology. We're actually less money potentially. And, and these different things, sometimes it's not quite as clean as that. So yeah, and we, we're, you know, we're more of a, a total solution. So, I mean, we have, you know, three different user interfaces, four different user interfaces. So, I mean, I can handle everything from, you know, a, a consumer wanting just to log into their consumer site and basic see where it's at to dealership lot management, you know, rental fleet application to buy here, pay here, finance companies. You know, we have that platform and then I can go as, as much as a, you know, distributor. So it's, you know, somebody wanting to set up a distributor account and then they've got dealerships underneath them and they're able to track what their dealerships are doing. I mean, we we can do it all. Hmm. What um, I, odd question, but as I'm sitting here, you're talking and as I'm staring at your site and looking at things, what happens if um, if somebody, you know, steals a whatever motorcycle and uh, and they cut the GPS unit off? It Is it alert, sort of next level alert sort of thing? Or how does it... Obviously, you can just still track where it is, except if it obviously loses power, it probably has a timeline that it'll run out. Yeah, it has an internal battery, and it's hard. Everybody always kind of asks how long the internal battery lasts, and the, de- the device is motion sense. So it, it goes to sleep, it'll go into a rest mode, and then it goes into a true deep sleep mode. When it goes into true deep sleep mode, it goes almost static. And, you know, the only thing on is the accelerometer so that it can sense motion. Mm. That's how we keep the battery draw so low. So with the backup batteries the same way. So it's like, if it's, you know, if they cut the wires and the backup batteries engaged and it's constantly moving, you know, we, we give it 16 to 18 hours of just constant, you know, moving. But then if, you know, the bike stops and it sits still and it's not moving, you know, then it goes into rest mode and then the deep sleep. So then it, you know, it can prolong the battery. So, I mean, there's really not such you know, an accurate number that we can give out, but we kind of give them a, you know, a rough estimate. And we always tell customers, I mean, especially in the United States, if you're, you know, if your bike gets stolen and you're not on it within the first, you know, couple hours, it's, 
pretty much gone. I mean, the thieves nowadays, they're riding around in vans. There's three or four of them. They just roll up. They open up the sliding door. They pick the bike up, set it inside. They start driving. And there's four guys in the back tearing it down. Mm. You know, and if you're not on it within the first couple hours, you can, you know, you can go ahead and wait another couple and find all your parts on eBay. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you got to get on it quick. And that's why we set so many alerts. So when they cut the power, you know, you're getting that text message when it exits the theft fence, which is 50 feet, you're getting that message. You know, if you have the after hours alert set, you know, it's the middle of the night, you're getting that text. So you're getting three text messages and you're on it and able to track them. Hmm. And then, you know, my, my legal spill, don't go after the bike on your own, call the police. And let- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My Harley crowd, that's a little bit, that's a little bit harder. <laughs> no, we're going to handle it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I could see that being the case. And I, I, I imagine, but yeah, you definitely don't want to be the one. You, you know, you're not, you're going to get, yeah, you're definitely going to get yourself into more legal issue than the problem you're trying to solve, so don't do it. Well, and sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the PD. So I had a customer in Fort Worth in the DFW area had his Grom stolen and he was tracking it and he's, you know, going to have to police it. He's, you know, calls and it was after hours and he ended up, he called the dealership. They gave him my cell phone and he called my cell phone and, uh, we were going over it and I'm telling him like, it's at this house, like it's out back. Like, you know, if you go around the side of the house, there's a big tree and it's sitting under this tree and the police officer's like, no, it's not. He's like, I'm standing here. And the only thing here is a trailer. I'm like an enclosed trailer. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he's like, well, you know, they, they, nobody's answering the door. Is that, well, they run the VIN on the trailer and the trailer stolen. Yeah. So they cut the, they cut the lock off it. There's the guy's Grom and like a whole bunch of other stuff that's in there too, that they end up getting back. And, uh, but then it's funny cause like he gets it back. They dealership fixes it. And like a month later it gets stolen again. <laughs> and, uh, this time the guy's out riding it around and the cops get it but like the cops didn't want to go help like they weren't going to respond or do anything and so the guy told him that he had his gun and he was in his truck chasing him and then, and then all of a sudden no 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 you stay still we're on our way <laughs> now now we're interested yeah like we, we yeah. don't want you to go shooting somebody even if, yeah. yeah oh man yeah crazy stuff i mean that's uh it's it's interesting technology and definitely something that you know if, if deal you know obviously we're talking to a dealer audience here if they are you know aren't that familiar with it if they've gotten a a little bit of a wet their whistle on on this and uh, and they have interest obviously they should they should look into it for you know the potential to to you know add some more profit to their bottom line and and you know definitely be able to add a, a product that is a product and service you know to be able to help uh, their dealers either peace of mind for one but definitely on the actual uh, recovery track and recovery but uh, the um, what I was going to ask you too is uh, aside from obviously your product and you've been in the business for a long time and, and in and around dealerships, what sort of things are you seeing out there? Are you seeing anything where, you know, you'd think, oh man, I walk into dealerships and this sort of thing, these dealer, you know, these guys could do better. You know, I mean, is there anything that stands out to you areas where you either know or you see dealers in areas that you, you'd say, Hey, at a general level or a specific level, here's some things that I see and you dealers need to probably do a better job of. That's the sort of thing I like to pick at. Um, you know, there's, for the most part, a lot of the dealers that go into there, they're good. They, they're staying up to date with technology. They're, you know, up to date with the trends. They're, you know, interacting on social media. You know, there's, you get those few every so often that you go into and, you know, they're still, you know, pen and paper. And, you know, I've, I've been running this dealership this way for, you know, 30 years and that's the way I'm going to do it. And, 
So, you know, you can't really help those. Um, you know, the biggest thing I think is in the, in the finance office is trying to, trying to make the customer feel, you know, more at ease and kind of, you know, getting to know the customer first, you know, from a finance standpoint, is some of the best dealerships I've been into the, the finance guys out there, you know, with the sales guy kind of, once they've kind of got a deal pretty much done and, and talking to the customer, finding out, you know, well, who all's riding this, what are they doing with it? You know, doing his, you know, pre questions, you know, so he kind of knows so that when they do get in the office, he can kind of tailor his pitch around that where, you know, he's, he's pitching them GPS based on, you know, this, or he's pitching them a, you know, theft contract, you know, whatever he's pitching them products based on the questions and answers that he got while he was out there talking with them, you know, on the, on the floor, because it's, you know, again, we're, we're so many years behind the car business, but we're, we catch a lot of the bad rats because of the car business. When you ask anybody about going and buying a car, car dealers are like, Oh, you're going to be there forever. That finance guy is going to, you know, is going to stick you with all kinds of stuff you don't need. And, you know, as soon as you mention finance office, people just, you know, they get all weirded out. It's like, you know, and for the most part, power sports isn't like that, you know, but it's, they, we, people still have that mentality. So, I mean, getting out there and kind of, talking with the customer and, you know, helping them out. Yeah. That's all the, uh, the investigation process, right. That, that, that shouldn't feel like an investigation, but obviously it's, it's the, the dealership individual doing their homework and making sure they're going to provide everything that that person wants. They're, they're going to have the, the, the power, powerful level experience they want to have on that new toy. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that, you know, I, I've been trying to help out with, you know, the last, you know, five or six years, again, with, my dad being in the car business and, you know, being trained in cars and this and here and all that stuff, you know, I see a lot of the stuff that the car business has. And then I've been trying to help, you know, kind of merge that over into to power sports, you know, first with the, the digital menu about four years ago, I helped kind of iTap menu, you know, push into there, you know, where they're able to use an iPad app or a desktop, you know, and, and you build a menu, you're recommended, but then all the products are there. And I've seen dealerships where, you know, the finance guy takes an iPad out there to the customer and says, Hey, Mr. Customer, you know, give me a minute. I'm finishing up this and that, but you know, take a look, here's some of the products we're going to go over and just kind of take a look at them, you know, kind of show them and the customer can click on the products like my GPS and he can watch a little video. He can see pricing, he can read about it. And then if he wants, he can drag the icon all the way over the far right and it's automatically going to update the deal. And he sees his new monthly payment, his new total price, and then he can move it back and forth. And I've watched dealers do that. And the customer walk into the finance office, hand on the iPad, and he sold himself on, you know, four products. And it's like, you know, then the, the customer's not feeling like, you know, someone crammed it down their throat. They, they feel like, oh, well, I picked that. Like, I well, did that. And this is, you're saying that's in automotive. That's kind of what some of the guys are doing, or are you seeing that? Well, no, no, Power Sports. Sports. I, we started moving that over. Aegis, Aegis okay. Power Sports has that now that they're pushing out to their dealers um, with the I, uh, iTap menu. And um, their dealers are really liking it. Well, that's, that's super cool, right? Obviously at that point you've got consumers that more and more so now demand, they drive the process, they drive the timeline. Like, you know, and like what I do during my day, all my days during the days and the weekdays, um, going in and working with cycle trader and, and RV trader, uh, dealers. And, you know, we, we obviously have tons of analytics on how, consumers use us and we serve those both those masters we have to keep dealers happy we have to keep uh you know consumers happy on using our site so we watch all those analytics and continually are revising things to make sure it's going the way they want because of that they excuse me the consumers don't want to be sold anything right they just want to be 
you know, given the proper pieces of information, doing their homework, or in, in the case of something like you're saying on, you know, an iPad, you know, doing the homework really quickly, looking through some stuff and delving in at the level they want versus a vocal pitch, you know, from somebody in an FNI office, that's, you know, probably even, even your best guys, you know, you're, you're still not going to pour the information into their brain the way that they would as they're researching themselves. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, you know, getting, getting the, you know, the new technology and stuff like that out there is, is great. Another, you know, just being able to, to provide more technology and help the customer. I mean, there's, you know, we're all in a world today, thanks to Amazon that we, we want it now, you know, and we don't want to have to go anywhere. Um, you know, so we want to be able to do, you know, as much of it, you know, over the internet or over our phones as, as possible to where it's like, you're not having to spend that time. And there's a lot of dealers fighting that. And I mean, you can fight that, but it's, <laughs> you know, Amazon's ruined it for there. It's going that direction. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, like timeline, but it's, you know, here soon, you know, everybody's in, people are going to be buying all their motorcycles, you know, from their website or on their phones and then they just roll in and pick it up or it gets delivered. Yep. Well, in, in, you know, maybe even in those days, then people will opine on like, Oh, back. I used to be able to go and touch and feel them before I bought them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at a 3d version of it now. Now I just click the buttons and a drone drops at my driveway. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's funny. We, we imagine, you know, with the, with the way things have gone and, and the trajectory of, of how that, process that consumers expect from you know manufacturers or providers of services like dealerships and those sort of things but it's you know that's ever evolving and and some of that stuff will stick and even more so and then some of it you know will probably uh you know like the old uh why don't we have flying cars yet like we all knew that we had those many years ago and obviously we don't you know but so yeah it'd be interesting to see kind of where we go but you're right there's no there's no shock that things have become, you know, very technologically advanced. And obviously you sell a product that is super high tech, uh, but, you know, can be, you know, dumbed down or however you want to sort of phrase it for it just to be there passively doing its gig, you know, for when it's needed. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate you jumping on with me and, um, I usually ask, and I haven't, I don't think I've asked the last couple guys I've had on, but, um, if you were to call out to anybody, you know, in the business, out of the business or whatever, and kind of give them some props for, uh, whether it's somebody that, you know, you look up to that that's helped you either in business or personally or whatever, you got anybody that you'd like to call out and give a thanks for their help in your journey? I mean, there's so many people, um, that have helped me along the way that, you know, it, in the industry, it's, it's funny because like we go to the shows. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're traveling the show circuit and you're, you know, you're at AIM and you're at the Tucker, you know, dealer shows and all that. You get so many people that you help out or, you know, they're willing to come over and help you with your booth. You're there, you know, Craig wild ass, you know, mm-hmm. he's always there to, you know, kind of help out. And, you know, we, we always like to, you know, share information, kind of what we're seeing in different parts of the area, you know, before Joe retired from Uwasa, you know, it's like he was always a good conversation and, and talk about his, you know, everything he's seen my boy, Ryan Keefe over at MPA, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just good. Tony over at MPA, you know, just to just kind of chat and, you know, being able to call other industry guys and just kind of, you know, talk about, you know, what they're seeing out there, what, you know, what they think's coming up and, you know, the power sport finance summit, you know, when we go to that and it's kind of getting guys feedback and seeing where everything's going, it's good to kind of catch up with a lot of guys. 
Yeah, there's a you know, certainly like a bit of a, I mean, obviously, you know, human race or whatever they say, there's a, you know, a shared consciousness that, you know, if we were all, uh, you know, enlightened enough, I think we'd all be tapped into. But I, I find that like with power sports, especially we can all, a lot of us, at least when you interact, you know, folks that are in the business in something like this, like a podcast or whatever to get people thinking about, you know, a specific idea and then getting their creativity going in this case, you know, whether it's, you know, they're interested in, in alert GPS stuff or it gets them thinking about uh, other things, but it's, it's always pretty awesome. This, this sort of family that we work within in power sports. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you go to the shows and it's like after the shows, you know, all the exhibitors and some of the deal, you know, we, we go out to dinner and you're having dinner drinks and it's like, you'd be amazed at how many, ideas you know get created there just from us sitting around you know on napkins and (laughs) you know that it's a lot of things happen yeah that's i think that's why we all moved into this you know into this business i don't know i think if you're in the business you'd have a hard time i i know i've had i've tried to leave the business (laughs) and then you realize man where's the there's the heartbeat of that sort of a job outside of the business you know once you start looking at those sort of things and and you know i think that once the business gets you you'll be back kind of the same way as, you know, once you've been on a motorcycle or ridden a, you know, UTV, if that's your thing, you know, you kind of yeah. there and, and you might go away for a minute, but you don't seem to be gone for long. Well, that's it. You know, I always joke and laugh I, with the car business and other industries, you know, that try to come in and they might have a product or something that, you know, crosses over and they think they can, you know, do it into power sports. And it's, you know, they come in and like, you're not an industry guy. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> like you walk into a dealership wearing that and they're going to spot you from a mile away. And then nobody's going to, then they come in and they're, you know, dress shirt and slacks and they got, you know, they're like, you're going to get picked out and they're, they're not going to, they're going to know you're coming in to try to pitch them something. Yeah. Outsider, outsider. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is too intimate. This sort of program yeah. we're all involved in. You, you know, it's, it's, yeah, definitely really quick to see that the difference. <laughs> Well, man, cool. Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. I'd, uh, you know, I, I'd encourage anybody to go. Uh, if you don't know Alert GPS, you don't know Tony. I mean, find him on wherever LinkedIn, right, and social media, those yep. sort of places. Um, uh, but Alert GPS, and it's uh, you know alertgps.com. But I will point out that there's not an E in it, as you would imagine. <laughs> if, if you've not already seen the name, it's Alert, spelled with the number three in place of an E. So it's A L three rtgps.com right yes sir yeah so you know you won't mix it up and you know you won't go to what did you say it was uh yeah you won't be finding old people oh yeah old people finder is the actual alert to gps one so (laughs) you got a cool flip on the on the one letter and it took you out of the sort of out of the wrong market so to speak so yeah then you're tracking old people Well, cool, everybody. Check out uh, check out Tony's stuff at Alert GPS. Uh, reach out to them. Reach out to him if if uh, you know if this is something where you need to know more about it. Then definitely do that. This is a good sounds like a good opportunity to to provide your your customers a whole lot more peace of mind and uh, and financially be able to help them recover their stuff potentially. So, Tony, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, yeah, good point. I didn't touch that, but yeah, that's obviously you got some examples of that you could talk to them about in in uh, in some specifics on on getting more of that wallet. That's right. Cool, man. Thanks for jumping on. All right, thanks, Ryan. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.